Hey there, do you enjoy two friends ranting about things they love? Well do I have a podcast for you. Topical Rants is a podcast about two guys who rant about anime, pop culture, or whatever else pop up in their minds. Topical Rants, found everywhere you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One more thing to go over before we start the episode. We have a Discord. So, if you would like to discuss with us about the backrooms or send funny memes, consider joining. We hope to see you there. Now let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Traveler's Guide to the Backrooms where we try to go over and explain the lore of the many levels and entities within. My name is Sharp A3, an MEG AI processing system, and today, we'll be going over one of the more oppressive groups within the backrooms, whether they admit it or not. So, I hope you like the greater good, because today, we'll be going over the UEC. Basic Descriptions The Unbound Explorers Coalition, also known as the UEC, is a group mainly focused on the overall safety of wanderers who are aligned with them and their message. Though, sometimes they tend to take their means of keeping their members safe to oppressive levels at times. The UEC was founded by an ex-MEG member by the name of Diana Stewart, who's no longer part of the faction. During an event, due to the lax safety protocols of the MEG at the time, Diana's family tragically lost their lives leading Diana and a few others within the MEG to leave and form their own group. A coalition if you will. The goal of this coalition? To make sure an event like Diana's or any other like that would happen within their organization. To achieve this? Control everything that happens within their care with an iron grip. Allow only certain information to be brought to their members, and keep their minds focused on the protection and prosperity of the UEC. Even if the process of doing this seems overall tyrannical from an outsider's point of view. Which in the case of my programmers imputing the episode data, it very much does seem that way. But most importantly, to eliminate all hostile entities and environments that can cause probable harm to wanderers. Can't have wanderers getting brutally decimated if there's nothing to decimate them. Though their ways of dealing with the overall safety issues of their members seem shady at best, one thing that can be said with certainty about the UEC is their military ability. The offensive capabilities of this group are nothing to scoff at. They throw their all into taking down hostels within the backrooms, so you can imagine the amount of innovation they've been through to accommodate for this endeavor. From training some of the most capable fighters to developing some scary weaponry, the latter of which we'll get into later in the episode, they have been true to their goals of making the backrooms safe. But as we get further into the episode, you'll see how not all of it is sunshine and rainbows. With that long run down out of the way, let's get into the member structure of the faction. Faction Structure The UEC is broken up into five team structures, in charge of dealing with different aspects of the group. The first of these teams we'll be going over is the Hands of Athena. 
The members that make up this team are the leaders of the faction. They carefully run the UEC in a weird tyrannical kind of way. Being ever so careful to censor information given to the settlements they create. They're known to be very hands-on when deciding who takes highly ranked positions within the UEC, so showing extreme loyalty to them and the faction as a whole might fast-track you up the ranks. If that's what you're going for. Next up are the partisans of Arte. These members are the offensive fist of the UEC. They're also the members who go out and bring the fight to the hostels within the backrooms. Each one is specifically handpicked by the hands of Athena to go make the backrooms a safer place. Each member of the partisans of Arte are elite fighters in their own right. They're one of the finest forces within the backrooms. Next is their Homeland Defense Force, or the HDF. These members are the defensive force of the UEC. Hence the name. This team is made up of a supposed volunteer force, who've sworn their lives to the safety of the UEC and its members. That's about it for that team. Next is the Servants of Ponos. These members are the scavenging force of the UEC. They're tasked with going into the many levels of the backrooms, to find valuables for the group. The servants are key to making sure the faction has the materials needed to keep the UEC equipped and prosperous. The last team we'll be going over isn't well known by many, especially for those within the UEC. The research team circle is the scientific development team, created and run by a member named Ms. White. Mostly shrouded in mystery, they deal with the research of experimental weaponry, and most importantly, the development of top-secret bioweapons. The main goal of their bioweapon projects is to replicate viruses and diseases found throughout the backrooms and weaponize them for militaristic purposes. One of their more successful projects, also led by Ms. White, is known as being the first viable prototype of the Tears of Atlas. Also known as Rixagas throughout the backrooms, Basically, the Tears of Aklis or Rixagas is a nasty concoction that induces and replicates the wretch cycle in its targets within less than a minute. A very horrible and quite honestly impressive weapon to have within the backrooms. Settlements and Outpost Though we only have a few examples of outposts under their control, it's believed that the UEC has many outposts and settlements all throughout the backrooms. So to start us off, within level 76 they've established a small city-sized settlement, with the goal of resource production. It's been stated that the surrounding area of the settlement is relatively safe to traverse, mostly due to the UEC patrols that frequent the area. The UEC has stated that its residents live in complete happiness, but that's coming from a faction that actively censors data from its members, so take that with a grain of salt. Next up is an outpost that was destroyed in a terrorist attack within level 831. It's unknown the circumstances of the attack or its nature, but it's stated that the UEC is currently hunting down whoever was part of the attack. So stay clear of that whole ordeal if you can. The next outpost isn't too much different from the one found in level 76. The main difference is their sizes, with this one being the size of a small town. Just like the outpost in level 76, the UEC has also stated that the populace live quite happy and proud lives. The last outpost we'll be going over is one of the more important ones, and that's the one that can be found in level 502. Due to the abundance of electrical and computer parts found here, the UEC created an outpost here to scavenge and distribute the parts collected. This outpost plays a huge role in their technological advancements in weaponry, making its development of it well worth the risk. From records we have on the outpost, the UEC claims that only the finest of its members are stationed here and that even with the overall danger of the level, no personnel has died. Quite a statement if it's correct. 
But like other things the UEC has commented on about themselves, it should be taken with a grain of salt. Closing words So that was the Unbound Explorers Coalition or the UEC. What do you guys think? Do you think the group's goals justify its actions? Why do you think Diana left the UEC? We would love to hear what you guys think. That's going to be all from us today, so thanks for listening and we hope to see you guys in the next episode. Until next time, have a wonderful day, and be safe out there. I would like to say a very special thank you to our patrons, Ridiculous, Izzy Klein, Caleb Hills, Zephyr the Cast Iron Crow, Belmex Zorro, Nathan Gear, Anakin Bumgardner, Sushi Penguini, Cullen Shaughnessy, Stephen Conger, My Friends Call Me PK, Jeff Nordley, Slim Stephen, That One Random Guy, and The Good Diamond. Thank you all for going that extra step to support us and what we do. It's greatly appreciated. If you would also like to get your name shouted out at the end of the episode, get access to episodes earlier, and other perks, go become a patron on our Patreon. For $1 a month, you can do those things and more. Thanks again for listening, and have a wonderful day.